Hello, everybody, and welcome along to a special edition of the Event Industry News podcast. Beginning on Monday, the 17th of September, every day of that working week, Event Industry News will be publishing uh, a special edition of the podcast to coincide with Event Wellbeing Week 2018. Uh, This was an initiative that was started last year. Event Wellbeing Week 2017 was the inaugural inaugural event um, and it's organised by eventwell.org. We're going to be talking to a different guest each day to coincide with that week and today I'm delighted to welcome Melissa Noakes to the podcast. Hello Mel. Hello, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thanks for coming on. As I said, um, we're doing this special series of the podcast all this week to coincide with Event Wellbeing Week 2018. Um, before we get on to your own involvement with, the, uh, with Event Well as an organisation, tell us a bit about your own professional background with the events industry and what it is you do. So I've been fortunate enough to be in the events industry for over 15 years. I've worked both agency side and client side. So I started my career agency side and then joined Sony Ericsson, um, where I became the head of experiential marketing globally and was in that role for 10 years. So I was really lucky to work both agency and client side. And most recently, I'm working with Santander, heading up their UK events and divisional sponsorship um, team. So I've been in the industry for a long time in lots of different places and worked in a lot of different ways. And I've been really fortunate to meet some great people along the way, but also just like all other event professionals have also experienced the sort of hard work and the lifestyle that comes with working in yeah. the events industry. Sure. And, and uh, not, not to suggest that, you know, uh, some event professionals have it easier than others, but just given some of the names that you dropped in there and, and the companies that you have done work for, these are, these are global brands with big budgets and big expectations, undoubtedly. So I'm guessing the subject of, of well-being is something that you will have come across professionally in your career. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's, I think it's something that's a lot more um, in the conscience and psyche of people these days but certainly it's always something that we've been thinking about and you know you'll see from the stats about that we share on our website on Eventwell about how stressful it is to work in the um in the events industry and the fact that Mm. it's constantly listed as one of the most stressful professions but it's also one of the best professions right it's why we all do it so yeah I've definitely come across it's definitely been things we've been aware of and actually in my personal life I've, I've set up my own business as well looking at well-being um, and self-care in particular. So this year, the theme of you and yours is really personal to me because I advocate self-care. I've written a book on it that was published by Penguin last year. So it's something that I'm personally really passionate about. And that's also as a result of working in our profession, but with many people that work in high, you know, highly stressful environments as well. Sure. And, and when we spoke to Helen Moon, the founder of Eventwell, on the first episode of, of, of this um, special series of podcasts on Monday, um, she, she said that it, statistically it was, it was ranked the fifth most stressful job. And it was only sort of emergency services and people like that that were actually above um, event professionals. Um, uh, since you've actually then become very much aware of well-being and become involved in Eventwell, um, what's it been like to be able to maybe offer some support to people having identified that and, and actually do, do, does it make it more obvious to you when people are struggling um, in the industry having having sort of you know not experienced that but but been part of an organization that's helping to support that yeah I mean I think and, and no doubt Helen would have covered this I think when we all got involved with event well we all came at it with a real passion to help people and I think the longer you're in the industry especially as a woman in the industry you feel 
I, I certainly feel a real um, need to give back and to, you know, to contribute and, and be able to share experiences and be able to guide and support other people that are maybe going through experiences that you've had and share some of your wisdom, some of your top tips, some of the, you know, some of the, the lessons that you wish you would have learned earlier in your career, perhaps. So I think all of us that have joined Eventwell mm -hmm. have this wealth of experience and, and tips and knowledge that we just want to share. So we came together to create Eventwell and it's brilliant to now have a forum and a platform which we can share this kind of knowledge and experience, but also reach people and enable people um, and hopefully help turn the tide a bit and, and to help people manage the stress and the, the challenges that come with this industry and, and be able to take all the good that's from it and hopefully minimise some of the more challenging aspects. Mm. When you talk about sharing sharing tips and, and experiences, um, the one thing I suppose that everyone would agree on is that there is no definitive solution, is there, to, 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 to well-being? And, and when, again, referencing uh, the first episode of this series, when we spoke to Helen, she said that there's this physical, emotional and mental well-being. And those three aspects all dovetail and work intrinsically with one another. But there is no definitive solution, is there, to any of those things. So the more people that can share experiences to offer how they maybe have, have coped with it or or offer their own solutions it's a case of the more the merrier isn't it yeah because i think there's different everybody is so individual and i think we all have different ways of managing stress and well-being we all have a different definition of what wellness looks for us you know my version of what the perfect week of what wellness looks like for me is slightly different from someone else but i think there are some core foundation pieces which is mm -hmm. making sure you're looking after your mental well-being and doing you know putting in the right sort of boundaries to give yourself space and time to think and time to breathe and do all the things that are important to you looking after your body so eating well moving sleeping things that we don't often get the chance to do as event professionals especially mm. not when you're on site and you know making sure that you're you're actively engaging in your personal life to do things that are enrich you and nourish you in different ways so i think there's some foundational pieces that we'd all agree to but the makeup of those things and 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 the depth at which we need them varies person to person um, but I think it's really important for people to take take what works for them. And I think that's why it's so good to, for lots of different people to share tips because we'll learn from different people and different things will resonate for different people. And we're all so individual and we all have such individual circumstances. Mm -hmm. I think the more we learn and the more we talk, I think also that really helps because I think people realise they're not alone and that some of the experiences that they've had, other people have had, and these are the ways that have helped them. So it's 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 useful to maybe trial some of those things as well and see what works for different people. So yeah, I think sharing tips also enables other people to talk about it and realize that some of the challenges are just inherent to our industry. Sure. Well, when did you personally first become involved with Eventwell? What, what made you aware of it? And did you have a, a professional relationship with any of the other people that, that are involved with the uh, initiative? Yeah, so I set up um, a mentoring program called Elevate with a friend of mine, Max Bellows, and we have done some incredible work over the last couple of years as a result of that. And as through Elevate, I connected with Helen and we started talking. I knew Sam really well and a couple of the other founders as well. And through my own work as the self-care coach, we all came together and realized we had this passion to help people and this passion to talk about well-being. And there wasn't anyone else doing it. So we came together as a collective and made it happen, which um, I was really lucky to be involved from the beginning. And did you, did any of you sort of anticipate how well received the inaugural event wellbeing week uh, that was held in 2017 would, would be or how well uh, and what sort of response you'd receive to the website being launched would be? Yeah. Um, yes and no, I'd say. I think we all knew that there was, this was needed. 
Um, and I think we all knew that there was a real gap and people weren't really talking about it. It was almost one of those elephants in the room. So we knew it was needed. I think the response though has been really overwhelming in some ways, but also really gratifying because you're like, okay, we, we really do know our industry and we really knew that this was a problem and actually people are really resonating and responding. And I think the thing for me anyway, and I think most of us shared this, we were really worried that we'd put something out and people would either be too embarrassed to talk about it or mm. feel like there was some kind of barrier to communicating and sharing and sort of registering that, yeah, actually, I do want to talk about this stuff and well-being is important to me and I do love my job, but I also want to be well and do other things as well. So I think, yes, we knew it was needed, but no, we didn't anticipate quite the response that we'd get. Um, and it was really lovely, actually, and really encouraging and really, um, really empowering and really motivating. There's lots of adjectives in there, isn't there? <laughs> sure. well, it, it, it describes it well. And uh, uh, one thing I wanted, wanted to ask you today was um, uh, 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 the subject of people, I suppose, um, not arguing against it. I dare say mo the majority of people who work with the industry accept that well-being is important. And yes, we should all be looking after ourselves a bit better in many different aspects. But there will no doubt be people who work in the industry who are watching and listening to this podcast saying, well, it's all well and good having these tips and tricks and support mechanisms in place. But realistically, we just don't have the time to do this when we're on site. You know, we go to an event and it's busy, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure. We've got to get it done. We've got a short space of time to do it. You know, we can't really afford time-wise to adopt these sort of methods into our working. Um, uh, have you addressed people with those concerns already? And, and, and are you already looking at ways that people can adjust their actual timelines and, and their working days in order to accommodate a little bit more care for themselves? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. And actually, I don't think this is, this is just for the events industry. You know, I think anyone that's now working in a busy environment in a big city that has that kind of always on mentality, which you know, it's fairly inherent in London and, and places like New York and Tokyo and lots of places around the world. We have this notion of being really busy all the time and the fact that we can't make time for this stuff. And actually, I argue back that we're our own worst enemies because I'm like, actually, when you burn out because you haven't taken care or you haven't made time to actually prep your food before you go on site or make sure that there's healthy options or giving yourself time to sleep, you know, we're the ones that are responsible for our well-being and we can only do a good enough job if we're well enough to do it. So actually our, our self-care is our priority. Nobody else is responsible for that but us. So actually we have to make time for that stuff because with the best one in the world, we all love our job and we all work for brilliant people. But if somebody burns out, you're going to be replaced by somebody else and the company will keep going, but you won't. Like we have to, mm. there's only a finite amount of resource we have and we have to take that seriously. So yes, I, and I think that's what's the beauty of Event World Week. We are all event professionals. We all get what it's like to be busy, to have client demands, to be on site, to have no time and not enough hours in the day. But what it comes down to is going, okay, I need to make me a priority and how do I do that? And it might even be, right, okay, I know I've got a busy week ahead, so I'm going to prep my food so that I've got plenty of food because I know I'm not going to have any time to cook properly. Or you know what? I'm going to get one of those lovely sort of delivery services where they come and give me all my meals for the week and I don't have to think and I just take them out the freezer and I stick them in the microwave for half an hour or it might be that you go right I've got a really busy week but actually I really need my sleep so I'm going to prioritize that and I'm going to just make my sleep the thing that I do because I know I'm on site for the next two weeks and I'm going to be knackered so I'm going to do that so it's it's not about I think it's about taking responsibility and not abdicating it and saying well I'm just busy it's like, well, no, make your well-being a priority. And that's going to be different for all of us. But for me, I know 
exercise is really important and movement. So one of my non-negotiables is going to yoga every day. Since I've had my son, I've had to change that a little bit because actually I've now got to balance being a mum and being a working person and, and being a wife and all these other things. So I've actually changed my priorities and actually gone, okay, as long as I get to yoga three times a week, but actually sleep and eating are really important to me now. So I've got the energy for all those things. You know, self-care is really fluid and I think is really individual. That's what we were saying earlier. But I think making yourself a priority, that, that's non-negotiable and that's up for, to each and every one of us to take ownership of. So that's a really long-winded answer to your question. but No, no, really- no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and, and certainly within that answer, what it sounded like you were describing was um, a, maybe the chronological equivalent of a false economy when it comes to finances that, you know, we, we, we will argue and people will argue, well, I just haven't got the time when I'm on site or in a busy working day to actually do stuff like this. But if they continue down that path, they will reach a stage where they might have to take a week off because they make themselves really ill. It's a, 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 which for the sake of taking five, 10 minutes at regular intervals during a day actually would be far better off doing that, that sort of method instead. So it does sound like there's this sort of almost sort of false economy approach to, to, to time management that we take within the industry. Yeah. And I think also we, you know, without, playing anyone down we all think that we're invaluable and that we have to do this thing otherwise nothing will happen and actually you know what the president of the united states goes and plays golf every weekend fair enough it might be donald trump but you know he takes every sunday off you know the the government closes down for a few weeks the world doesn't end you know if you take 10 minutes to go and have a breather or get some fresh air or do some exercise or sleep or whatever it is that's important to you i'm pretty sure the world won't die I'm pretty sure everything will still be standing in that company that you need to do. And I think we have to get better at prioritizing our time, but also prioritizing ourselves because you're right. It's a false economy otherwise. Absolutely. And um, when it comes to the event Wellbeing Week um, 2018, um, which just to recap for people who might only be tuning into this podcast as as the first one that they've listened to of this series began uh, this week on the 17th, Monday, the 17th of September, and it runs all of this week. Um, What are the key messages being pushed out um, as part of event Wellbeing Week 2018? So that for us, really, um, Event Well Week is all about looking after you and yours. So this is about really thinking about taking care of yourself. So what we've been talking about um, so far today. So thinking about, you know, spending some time to recuperate, taking up some personal challenges. Like we're really encouraging people to think about what well-being is for them and the things they can do to make that a priority. So we've put some really great ideas up on the website and some suggestions of what you can do, but also we're really looking for people to share the things that they're doing and inspire us back. Um, so yeah, so the, the key messages are really about making sure that you're looking after you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in yesterday's episode, um, I, I, I mentioned with our guest, uh, Mark Mayer that, uh, we go through these peaks and troughs uh, as event professionals where we have quieter periods and then we have busier periods and then really, really busy periods and then manic periods. And then we, we almost have a bit, of a, a bit of a crash after we've reached the peak, after the event has taken place. And, um, and, and that perhaps well-being and looking after yourself, it's not just in the build-up or actually when we're on site or actually in the middle of those really busy periods. Actually, it's important to carry that on after those peak periods as well so that we're not experiencing the sort of the down of a trough as such. Yeah, I mean, there's always those peaks and troughs. So, you know, we always call it the come down period, don't we, after mm. an event where you're just a bit like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. I have all this time <laughs> on my <own."> um, <laughs> But, um, 
I think the important thing and something that I really advocate is this idea of like everyday kindness and it's stuff that you do for yourself every day because it matters and it's in the good days, the bad days, the in-between days, the days where you just want to curl up and just put the duvet over your head. It's like taking that time every day to commit yourself to yourself, something that takes care of you, even if it's something really small. So you're right. Self-care is one of those things that people sort of fall back on when all the chips are down, but actually it, it's that kind of practice and that continual commitment to it that means that you're always taking care of yourself and you've got this sort of foundation or this benchmark of well-being that you never you never go under because you are always consistently looking after yourself so yeah it, it's things like thinking about it, it's thinking about the things that really make up your wellness and the things that are really important to you so I like to call them like the non-negotiables so the mm. things you put in place that you do all the time every day every week no matter what and you make sure that they're a priority and everything else sits behind and that is something you should do day in day out wherever you can because you're important and there's only one of you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and and if um uh, if people want to find out more uh, about event wellbeing week 2018 and indeed just find out more about event well um eventwell.org is the place to go to what sort of things can people find on the website mel Ah, oh, so you can find lots of tips, stories, blogs. We share lots of content there. There's research on there. There's lots of resources and places you can go for information and ideas. So we try to make that as varied as possible. So yeah, we're, we're not only are we sharing it, but we're also looking for your feedback and comments as well. So it's definitely the place to go for all sorts of inspiration. Uh, and the hashtag being used not just throughout this week, but on, on an ongoing basis. If you use the hashtag eventwell18, you can join in the conversation, find out what's happening on, on the various different social media platforms. And as I mentioned, eventwell.org is the website to go to if you want to, to find out more about what's happening. Um, this is a, a special edition of the Event Industry News podcast. We're putting out uh, a new episode every day during the week beginning 17th of September to coincide with Event Wellbeing Week 2018. Our guest on today's podcast has been Melissa Noakes. Melissa, thanks very much for taking the time uh, to talk to us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And if you're tuning into this episode um, and this is the first one that you've listened to in this special series, hop over to eventinternews.com or go to your podcast uh, platform and uh, check out the other episodes that we've gone. We're talking to a different guest every day this week and uh, I'm sure there's lots to be had on every different episode and things that you can find out about how you might like to get involved with EventWell. But uh, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks again to our guest Mel and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much everybody.